Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm going to be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also going to be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey there, friends. Okay, I'm so excited that you're joining me for this very special series on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. Now, each Monday for the next month, I'm going to be giving you a podcast episode specifically for virtual assistants. We're going to be talking about honing in your skills to be a VA, the best way to build your VA business, tools you need to run your VA business, and the key to consistent income as a virtual assistant. So these are going to line up right in line with our Become a Virtual Assistant for Photographers launch. We're going to be launching again in April, and it's going to be a live program running through the month of May. I am pumped. The beta round was so much fun. We're packing in so much value, and I'm really excited for this next round. So what I wanted to do is I really wanted to prep you prior to the course. Or if you're not ready to invest in a course and you just want to dip your toes into the water, see what the virtual assistant industry is all about, then these four episodes are really going to help you decide, maybe this is something I can do. Maybe this excites me. Maybe this is, you know, an avenue I want to take. So without any further ado, let's dive in to this week's topic. We're going to be talking about Do you have the skills to be a virtual assistant? Now, this is something that so many people struggle with when they're considering becoming a virtual assistant. They think they have to have a certain set of skills or ideas or whatever the case may be in order to become a successful virtual assistant. But here's the secret, you guys. If you've had a job you have marketable skills as a virtual assistant. If you've been a stay-at-home mom, you have marketable skills as a virtual assistant. I can tell you right now that when I started my virtual assistant business, I had no idea what HoneyBook was. I had no idea what Dubsado was. Didn't know what Canva was or any of the other tools that I learned in my business. I didn't have any idea the tools I use every single day to run my business. I didn't know they existed. I didn't even have a Google account until I started my business. I didn't know Google Docs was a thing. I know that sounds crazy, but like my corporate job ran off of Outlook and I was a waitress beforehand. So I knew POS systems and that was basically it. Okay. So when you come into the virtual assistant industry, what I want you to to know right now before I get really into the meat and potatoes of today's episode best tip I can give you is to go in and learn. Intern with somebody, shadow somebody, offer to do work for testimonials, do free work, work for anybody who will pay you, you know, $15, $20 an hour to clean out their inbox or do data entry or create a spreadsheet, like all of these little things. Just go in there willing to learn a system, to learn how to do something, to learn a new skill, okay? 
that's going to serve you best regardless of what your background is. All right. So let's talk about, do you have the skills to be a virtual assistant? So the answer is yes. Let's, let's just start with my background. So I was a, was a waitress. That was my first like job job. I actually, um, fun fact, I taught horseback riding lessons and I trained horses when I was a teenager. So like my very first job, I was actually an entrepreneur. I would muck stalls at the stable that we boarded our horses at. And what that means is I cleaned everybody's poop, <laughs> like shoveled it out of their stalls and put it in a pile. Very glamorous, let me tell you. But five bucks a stall, I would muck it for you. That was my very first job. Then um, when I became a teenager, I started working with problem horses in my area. So I would go, I was charging like $20, $25 an hour to ride problem horses or to work problem horses. So working kinks out, getting horses that were, you know, real antsy under the saddle to calm down, do, you know, do what they were being asked to do. And then I would teach riding lessons to kids that went to my church or my parents' friends' kids, like their young kids, right? So those, that was my first job for those things. And then um, I became a waitress and I was a waitress for three years and I loved it. I worked at a local diner for the first year and then I worked at Red Lobster for two years and learned a ton. I learned how to multitask. I learned customer service. I learned how to de-escalate um, an, upset, <laughs> an upset customer. Um, I learned how to read people. I learned how to communicate with somebody who maybe needed, I would be able to tailor a table's experience based on their body language or how they spoke. If it's a couple and they're having an intimate night out, then I'm going to be as scarce as my job allows. I'm going to make sure your drinks are filled, make sure you have your bread, get your entrees out served hot. And then that's pretty much it. I'm not going to, you know, chit chat, right? We're on the flip side of this. Perfect example is I had a family come in. The mom and dad were tired. And now that I'm a mom, I would appreciate this so much if we went out. But their little girl, she was probably like between four and six. And we were kind of slow that night. So while they ate their appetizer, I was actually sitting down and I was like coloring with the little girl. We just had a really nice time. So I spent some time with her so they could get, you know, a few minutes to themselves. But you learn, like I learned to read people, read the room, figure out how to tailor a table's experience to what vibe they were giving off, right? Um, and then I was a retail, I worked in retail. I was a uh, key holder and then I was an assistant manager and then I was a, a store manager for a while. So again, you're talking customer service. I did schedules for our team. I did the drawers and inventory and what's that thing that you have to do? Like the audit, just all of this stuff, right? So have all of those. And then I worked as a bank teller for a little under a year. And that was a whole other set of skills. But most of my jobs revolved around customer service. I know how to talk to people. I know how to listen to people, right? I would listen to how they spoke to me or how they spoke to each other and see how to manage different situations. If you think that, you know, if you just worked, you can't see me, but just as in quotations, 
worked fast food, then you know how to multitask. I've never worked in fast food, but I have worked in restaurants and 100% it is all about multitasking. So I'm sure it's the same in fast food where you have to do, you know, three, four different things at the same time in order to get your ticket times within the time that you're supposed to get tickets turned around, right? So you're going to learn how to multitask. If you are a teacher, then, oh my goodness, the skills that you, you've you acquired, you know how to sit down and do lesson plans. You know how to strategically plan ahead. Y'all, that is a huge marketable skill, okay? I still struggle sitting down in my own business to, to strategically plan ahead. So if you're a teacher and you know you can sit down and put a project, you know, or not a project, but a plan in place for 30, 60, 90 days, that's huge. If you can, if you can turn that around and help clients strategically plan their business, whether it's through marketing or management or operations or systems for 30, 60, 90 days out or further, if you're talking about operations, then holy bananas. That's huge. I mean, that, that's a niche skill. You need to understand that regardless of what kind of job you've had, you have, you already have acquired skills in order to become a virtual assistant. Now, I know a lot of virtual assistant like coaches and courses and that kind of thing really like to talk to stay at home moms. So I want to take a second and just do that really quick because I feel like freelancing virtual assistant is such a phenomenal option for stay-at-home moms. You have the flexibility of your own hours, you set your own rate, and you can do it when your kid's sleeping or your kid's napping. I guess it's technically the same. You know, when they're at a play date, when they have, you know, you have mommy day, day out, whatever the case may be, right? So if you, let's say you haven't had like a corporate job or um, you don't feel like you've had a, go- a job good enough that gave you skills to be- become a virtual assistant, but you've just been a stay-at-home mom, right? And again, just as in quotations, because you are not just a stay-at-home mom, okay? But that's a tangent for a different day. If you are a stay-at-home mom, you are likely the household manager, right? So you, again, know how to strategically plan in advance, whether you're doing meal planning, you know how to run the household on laundry day, and and this needs to be done on this day, and this is the day we go grocery shopping, and this is the day we meal prep, and these are the days we do appointments, and all of these different buckets of your household management. That's project management, okay? You have learned how to multitask and take care of different tasks by planning around them or planning for them. You do tasks every day right now that will serve you as a virtual assistant. You just have to believe in yourself. And I know that's trite, but it's the truth. If you want to have a virtual assistant business, you will have a virtual assistant business, plain, pure, and simple. You're going to go out, you're going to hustle, you're going to learn, you're going to grow, you're going to fail, you're going to grow, you're going to learn, you're going to fail again, then you're going to learn some more, and you're going to continue that cycle throughout basically your entire business owning life, let's just face it. But it's going to be this amazing, breathing, living thing that you grew and you did and you created and you're proud of, but you have to believe that you can get there. So what I want you to do is grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. And I want you to write down 
the tasks that you want to, that you do on a daily basis. If you have a job, write them down. Open and closing. Let's say as a waitress, what's your opening? If you're an opener and a closer, what are your checklists? You have to, you know, make the tea, get the ice, pull the drinks, roll the silverware, set the tables, and then, you know, prep food, whatever, right? So you're doing like procedural procedures every day, kind of like SOPs, standard operating procedures. So if you just wrote that down, you just wrote that process down, right? You just created an SOP. Step one, open the doors. Step two, prep the stations, grab your drinks, fill your ice, make your tea. Step three, prep your tables. Step four, prep the bar. Slice your limes, slice your strawberries, get your olives out, get your well created, get more ice, make sure you have clean glasses, et cetera, right? So that's an SOP. That's a standard operating procedure. Now, if you come into somebody's business and you get down, you sit down on a call with them and you're like, okay, talk to me about your marketing process. And they say, well, you know, I go to a session, I shoot it, I come home, I, you know, I back up my images and then they sit there until I edit them. Okay, well, in order to take advantage of that time, when you sit down to edit them, let's grab your favorites and put them in a folder. And then from that folder, you're going to utilize them in Canva templates. And then from the Canva templates, you can put them in your project management tool, ClickUp, Trello, Asana, write your copy, and then schedule that into your social media scheduling platform. Ta-da! There's your marketing process. There's your marketing SOP. Now, granted, it's going to be a little different for each client, but do you see where we went from, I have no idea what I'm doing, I'm just a waitress, to this is a procedure I followed now, and I can write it down. I could sit down with somebody else and listen to how they do something and make it a procedure, make it an SOP, make it a process that I follow if I'm managing their marketing. When you look at your skills, you have to think outside the box. You're not just a waitress. You're not just a stay-at-home mom. You're not just a teacher. You have 105 different things that you do in a day for that job. And you're able to do it because you've developed the skills to do it efficiently. It's going to be the same thing when you start your virtual assistant business. You didn't know the process on opening your restaurant. You had to be taught it. You had to do it. And then it becomes autopilot. It's the same thing. You start off as a virtual assistant and maybe the first job is doing an email inbox clean out, right? So the first time it takes you like six hours, right? Because you're like, oh, kind of clogging through it. And then the next time you're like, oh, if I do this, I could get rid of these emails faster. So then you're clearing out emails faster. So then the next time you do it, that's the, that's the process. You open the email inbox, you sort to the oldest, you select the newsletters that you need to sort. Okay, select these newsletters, filter from these addresses, create filter, skip inbox, archive, or skip inbox, add to category newsletters, apply to all matching conversations, apply. And you just got rid of, you know, 1200 emails in an inbox rather than individually clicking them. You're going to learn little tricks like that as you take on different jobs in the beginning of your business. And when you do these little jobs, like 
someone needs 10 Pinterest templates created. So, hey, I'll do that for a testimonial. Go create 10 Pinterest templates. If it is miserable and you hate it, then you know you're probably not going to spend a ton of time in graphic design. But if you loved it and you want to learn more, then learn more about graphic design. Spend time in Canva. Learn how, you know, learn color psychology and how colors work and how, you know, what kind of graphics attract somebody's eye. Your skills as a virtual assistant are going to be honed over time. You're going to do new tasks a lot in the first six to 12 months of your business so that you can figure out what you enjoy. I had no idea that I was going to love working with photographers. Answer emails almost all day long, at least two or three hours of my day, but I love it. I love answering emails. I love customer service. So I created a business that allows me to do customer service. It's what I thrive at. It's what I'm good at. It's what I can come in and I can knock out seven inboxes in an hour and a half, depending on the volume in the inboxes. So those are things that you're going to learn as you get out there, but you have to get out there. You have to market yourself as a virtual assistant. You have to write down the skills that you have that you're using today and in your life right now and figure out, okay, I do X, Y, and Z at my job. That means I can do X, Y, and Z as a virtual assistant. All right. So your homework today, grab that pen and paper, write down what you do in a day. What are the skills? Are customer service. If you're balancing a cash drawer, do you enjoy it? Like I, I worked as a bank teller. I hated the end of my day. I hated balancing my cash drawer because it gave me such anxiety. And to this day, I hate anything to do with my numbers. It's awful. I know where my business is at. I know my profit and loss statements. I know all of those things. But to sit down and like look at all of them or try to figure them out myself is not happening. It's it's not happening. (laughs) So I hired somebody to help me with it. I hired a bookkeeper. But if that's something that you enjoy, that you love, go become a bookkeeper. Hello. And again, if you love bookkeeping, do it for a niche. So you have, you know, you know what photographers need as a bookkeeper. You know what business coaches need as a bookkeeper. It becomes easier to serve one audience with a specific skill set rather than serving 10 different industries in the same skill set. It's easier to market. It's easier to speak to the value of your retainer, all of those things. Okay. So write down your skills, see what you're already doing and doing well and you're enjoying and seeing how that can be transferred into skills as a virtual assistant. If you need any help with this, feel free to reach out, hit me up in the DMs. I would love to hear what kind of job you have to see what skills you you have already acquired that you can start marketing today. Okay. And I'm serious marketing today. Let's not waste time. Let's do this. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.